You're listening to Podcasting Made Simple, where we deliver weekly masterclass episodes that help podcast hosts and podcast guests elevate their podcasting game. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today's episode features audio from a session of the latest PodPros quarterly event. To learn more about the speaker in this episode, along with other helpful resources, including the video version of this episode and links to attend next quarter's event, please visit podpros.com slash 192. And now please enjoy today's episode. Hi, my name is Johnny Ball. Do you want to get accepted as a guest on more of the podcasts that you apply to? Would you like to be able to establish rapport much faster with podcast hosts? Would you like to get great reviews as a guest and even recommendations from hosts and more often find yourself getting invited back? Well, I hope you answered yes to all of those questions. Otherwise, I might just be at the wrong event. There is a book that was written over 70 years ago, and it's still considered very much to be a classic, in fact, a masterwork on influencing and persuading other people. You've probably heard of it. You may have even read it. If you have, you might just have laughed at some of the old-timey stories that illustrate the 30 principles that are contained within it. You may have even checked out the updated version, which is not that great, and already really a bit outdated. The book is called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. My own experience as a podcast host and as a guest is that my best episodes are the ones where there is a good connection between the host and the guest. Maybe you've noticed that too. Getting the most out of being a podcast guest requires strategy, time, and commitment. Now, you can be half-assed about it or you can be in it to win it. There's not a lot in between. Dale Carnegie wrote down 30 principles, and I would love to take you through all of those principles, but some don't really apply to what we're talking about with podcasting and being a podcast guest. However, there are six of the 30 principles that I think podcast hosts and guests should pay particular attention to, and six does seem a bit more doable with the time that we have than a whole 30. So please do make a note of each of these principles and start thinking about how you could apply it. Principle one is to give honest and sincere appreciation. Now, as guests, if you are just trying to get on as many podcasts as you possibly can, this one might be a bit tough for you. But if you are selecting quality and fit over quantity, then this is very doable. In fact, necessary. Listen to the shows that you want to go on and leave them a review. You can do that with Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can leave them a rating on Spotify. And that does require listening to at least 30 seconds of the show, but that's easy to do. When you contact the host, you should already have a pretty good idea about why you're the next guest that they should select and an opportunity to tell them specifically why you want to be on their show. Offer a sincere compliment on their podcast. And if you can't think of one, maybe reconsider why you're applying to be on this show. Do let the host know particularly why you want to be on their show with their audience. But offer genuine comments. They just kiss their ass. Sycophantic comments are more likely to put people off. So don't be needy, be succeedy. Hosts and guests alike should try to make the experience 
a recording as enjoyable as possible and respect each other that you're both giving up time to come and talk even if there is mutual benefit in this for you too. So as a guest, especially after the show, don't just hang up, stick around, debrief, ask some questions and see if there are ways that you can be of further service to them as well. If you have people who you also think would be a great guest on this show, that's a great opportunity to say, hey, I know someone who would make a great guest on your show and I see that you haven't already had them on. Introduce them. Podcasting, one of the greatest benefits of it is building up your network. So. Take your own opportunities to build your own powerful network full of amazing podcasting people. And don't treat hosts like a one-night stand that you're trying to get rid of and ghost once they're no longer useful to you. Sure, you're not going to want to stay in contact with every single person who you connect with. But for the ones you do, it's absolutely worth nurturing those relationships from the get-go and beyond. So I know that there are a potential ton of what ifs around this. Do treat it as a genuine, a general principle rather than a hard and fast rule. So you still do need to exercise your own best judgment here. Principle two, arouse in the other person an eager want. This one is super important in podcasting and pretty much everywhere else, whether we like it or not. We are emotional beings and we need our emotions and our species has evolved to work with them. That's not to say that logic and rationality are not still important. They are, but really it's our emotions and our emotional states that govern most of our actions and responses to things. How many people do you ever see getting excited about something because it's logical? Probably not too many. So what do we really get excited by? What really triggers our excitement and our positive emotional states? Well, curiosity is a very powerful trigger. Being in an emotionally aroused state yourself is a great trigger. And stories of success and positive transformation can also be powerful triggers to desire. And there are more besides. So check them out. See what you can figure out for yourself too. Talk about what they want and what show them what and how you can do. There is a tendency for guests to offer what is what they want to rather than what is actually needed or what's in demand. And I see this all the time with people who want to be guests on my show. They give me all the reasons why they want to come on the show and a list of topics and their achievements and precisely how and why they are so amazing. And well, that's just great. But still, I'm asking myself, why should I have you on my show? What would you do for me, my audience? And what, and what will you do for the big why of my show? So your goal as a guest is to get someone excited about having you on their show. And here are some of the things that will help. Firstly, let them know that you've listened to some of their episodes. Check out their episode titles, their back catalogue, and see where there may be some opportunities for you to offer unique value. Invite them to discuss a topic that you think will be exciting for them. I know that there's a problem with some of these strategies, and maybe you're already seeing it too, they take some time, but realistically, there are times and circumstances where it may be sufficient to send a fairly bog-standard pitch and request to be a guest on the show. And in those situations, you should definitely do that. But there are going to be times and shows and opportunities that you really, really want. And you don't want to be blasé about it. You don't want to be too casual about that. So let's say you find out someone like Tim Ferriss is looking for guests on a show for a topic that you have expertise and experience in. Are you just going to send him your throw, throw out your media kit and tell him why you'll be a wonderful guest? Or are you going to put a bit more effort into that? Because do you think a casual blasé response is going to cut the mustard? Would you risk that? 
So you might just be willing to put in a bit more effort when that kind of potential exposure and potential for relationship is on the line, yes or yes. Principle three is to become genuinely interested in other people. And maybe you've heard it said that the best way to be interesting to others is to be interested in them. Do you have any idea how many people apply even just to come on a show like mine and never really show an ounce of interest in me, my show, or my audience, or anything other than themselves? I mean, I get it, and they're not being mean, they're just maybe a little bit self-absorbed. You can either be transactional or relational with your networking, but only one of those is likely to get you welcomed in the first place and welcomed back. So also the thing that will get you recommended and well-regarded, and I think you can guess which one it is. Now, there is an expression I hear popping up from time to time that people won't really know, or people won't really care until they know how much you care. Imagine going on a date with somebody who only ever talks about themselves. Okay, well, podcast appearances aren't dates, but I've encountered that same attitude in networking events and multiple environments. Relationship research shows that healthy relationships share mutual kindness and generosity. Not just your relationship with your significant other, but pretty much any healthy relationship. So it is worth doing a little research before your podcast recordings. It doesn't always need to be a lot, but here's something that experienced interviewers can tell you. It does often take a while for guests to relax enough in the conversation to get to natural conversation and more interesting exchanges because at that point, rapport has been established. And if you want to get to that rapport level much quicker, be interested in your host and ask a few questions and break the ice a bit more, have some fun, be playful. Now, obviously, don't get too personal or inappropriate here, but ideally ask them about themselves rather than just the typical small talk sort of thing. Try greeting the host like a long-lost friend. Even if you've only exchanged a few emails, you'll be amazed what that can do for your rapport. Principle four is smile. And yes, I know most podcasts are audio only, but I wonder if you think you can tell just by listening to somebody's voice whether, whether or not they are smiling. It seems that generally you can. Now, there are different kinds of smiles. There's a genuine smile because you're happy, like when your partner suggests ordering pizza tonight. There's a forced smile, like when you just discovered that they've put anchovies on your pizza, and, but you don't really want to make a fuss about it. Then there's the cheesy smile, like when you've just tried a stuffed crust pizza for the first time. And then there's a fake smile, like when your mother-in-law just ate the last slice of pizza, but you're absolutely fine about it. No, really, I'm fine. There are physical actions that trigger emotional responses and state changes, such as sitting upright rather than slouching is far more likely to make you feel better and more attentive. Smiling triggers a release of neuropeptides that will start to make you more relaxed, as well as dopamine and serotonin and endorphins for feeling good. It relays an air of confidence and calmness that allows a level of trust to develop quickly, and much like a yawn, it's infectious. Principle five, be a good listener. Now, these are really should be on the list of things you shouldn't need to tell a podcaster or a podcast guest but sometimes you do. This one is especially important. Hosts also, but guests especially, need to listen. Listen to the questions that are actually being asked of you. Very often you see politicians on TV and they are answering the questions that they want to answer rather than the questions that are being asked. 
as a podcast guest, you can't get away with that. Now, some hosts may not always ask a direct question, but might actually lead a conversation point. And you need to be able to listen out for where they're leaving some gaps and cues for you to join in and add your thoughts to the conversation. So guests need to listen to the questions that are being asked and listen to the host's attempts to try and follow up or comment. Don't just keep talking, don't talk over them. Leave gaps regularly. Many times I find myself in positions where I am struggling to get a word in or to ask a question to a guest because they are just not leaving any space for me to interrupt or to add. So we end up, I end up speaking over them or having to interrupt or, or just wait until they finish what they're saying where I'd rather break things up a little bit because they might just be taking a bit too long on answering their questions. So listen well and be attentive because most of the time when you're going to be recording shows, you probably will be on video. I know a lot of podcasters use Zoom, don't love it, uh, but um, sites like Zencaster or uh, Riverside FM, which I use and, and other sites, do allow you to see each other. So whether you're using video in the final result or not, then you probably will be seeing the host whilst you're recording as a guest as well. So do pay some attention to what you're seeing on the screen. Don't just look at yourself and check whether your hair's okay, things like that, that you need to be picking up on cues from them as if you were in a live interview on TV. Now, principle six is to make the other people feel, uh, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So if you're using podcasts strategically, then you should only be considering going on shows that you've listened to at least one or two times and that you feel happy to appear on. So before you even connect, make sure you have left a review for their show. Share some of their clips on your social channels. Interact with their content. If they're doing live stuff, show up and talk to them, interact with them so they already know who you are. This stuff really works. Reciprocity is a really powerful force and it increases your amount of opportunity. So use it well, but be genuine with it as well. Now, don't leave great reviews for crappy shows just because they may have a big audience that you want to get in front of. Stay classy, stay in your integrity with this. And don't overdo flattery when you do get booked as a guest. By all means, make compliments about what you like about the show or what you like about their interview style or production values, etc. Very superficial comments like, I like your watch or you have a nice shirt or blouse they can come across as sycophantic and maybe even sometimes a bit creepy. So don't tell them how nice their hair and beard look, even if it does look damn fine, and especially if the host is a woman. So to recap, one, give honest and sincere appreciation. Two, arouse in the other person an eager want. Three, become genuinely interested in other people. Four, smile. Five, be a good listener. And six, make other people feel important and do it sincerely. So some of these things may seem like they would take some work and time, and indeed they do. So a little bit of extra effort, but these are about going the extra mile rather than the minimum viable effort to put in. So they say it's never crowded in the extra mile. And if you want to make a great name for yourself as a podcast guest, and to get invited back and be talked about by hosts and referred more often, then and maybe even stay connected more with them, 
then you want to make sure that you are doing that and taking that extra bit of effort. There are 24 more principles in how to win friends and influence people that may also help you in other parts of your life if you do them and apply them. Exceptional people stand out and I know that you have what it takes to be exceptional too. So thank you for listening to this and go and put what you've learned now into action. Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcasting Made Simple. If you enjoyed what you just heard, please share a screenshot or picture of yourself listening to it on social media. Be sure to tag us so we can follow you and also reshare it. Additionally, if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this as well, please send it their way. For show notes and resources from this episode, please visit podpros.com slash 192. Thank you again for listening and I'm looking forward to bringing you another masterclass episode next week.